Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes and the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a Wednesday evening, a wacky Wednesday. Good evening and welcome to ZFM Sport on your favourite station, ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. Your favourite team of pundits is in studio, led by our producer, Sean Tafirinika. My name is Mike Madora and joining me is Barry Manandi. What a power-packed edition of the sports show you can expect today. Trending over the last 24 hours has been the withdrawal of Sakunda Holdings from its commitment to renovate the iconic Rufaro Stadium, dubbed the ceremonial home of Zimbabwe football. They had pledged to make it meet international standards. And of course, their withdrawal comes after they cited a lack of cooperation from Harare City Council. It has set chins wagging and there's been a lot of chatter and natter on social media. And this evening on tonight's show, we try and break it down for you. Give you all the facts, the permutations and what the implications of what that withdrawal are. We also have international sports news for you where we take you around the world in 60 with updates from Italy, New Zealand as well as the Ukraine. In the beautiful game, we turn our attention to Groups E and F. In our continuing build-up to the FIFA World Cup in Qatar, Group F has two accomplished European powers in Spain and Germany uh, to make this a top-heavy group, although Japan and Costa Rica won't be pushovers in the least. Uh, in Group F, it sees two of the final four teams from the 2018 World Cup, which are Belgium and Croatia, are Drawn alongside AFCON quarterfinalists Morocco and a nation making its first appearance since 1986 in Canada. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Let's start with golf on our local sports news roundup. Now, season Zimbabwean professional golfer Ryan Cairns took advantage of benign scoring conditions to grab a two-shot lead over Never Milazi, Bradley Kulashi and uh, uh, Robson Saurombe after yesterday's opening round of the Zimbabwe PGA Championship. Uh, the 38-year-old winner on the Sunshine Tour was in brilliant form, carding a four under par 68 at his home course, Royal Harare Grove Club, uh, which was yet again in pristine condition. And rugby news, Zimbabwe Rugby Sevens team team coach uh, Graham Colback uh, says his team will be out to impress on home soil when they line up against other international teams in the second edition of the Zambezi Challenge at the Harare Sports Club uh, this weekend. The Cheetahs are desperate uh, to do well in the second edition of their home tournament after a disappointing campaign during the inaugural event in April. The Castle Lager Premier Soccer League Giants, which is football, and this is where we wrap up. 
They, uh, the, the Giants at Dynamos have ended speculation about their head coach Tundra and Diraya's future saying they severed ties with him. Diraya's contract expires at the end of the year and the club has decided against renewing a dump. Dynamo was very busy last night, Michael. Also getting rid of Chairman, well, at least he resigned, uh, is Isaiah Mufuruza and they say they're not renewing Tundra and Diraya's contract when it ends in December. Uh, decision made. Yeah, decision has been made uh, and uh, Isaiah Mfuruza has uh, fallen on his sword. Yeah. Uh, whether he was for the decision or against, we'll never know. Uh, he's yet to speak out. So it looks like there's uh, a bit of blood uh, on the streets on the floor, as far yeah. as uh, Dynamos <laughs> is concerned. And uh, I think we'll be hearing more and seeing a lot of movement from Dynamos, especially over the next eight or so weeks. We certainly will. That's your local sports news roundup. We're talking Rafara Stadium and Sakunda. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. We are Team Zimbabwe and you are very much a part of our team. Get in touch with us with your thoughts, your views on the story that we are carrying this evening and the many other stories that we are going to be giving to you. That WhatsApp platform 731 We're also on Twitter and Facebook where you can follow and interact with at ZFM Sport. Now, energy giant Sakunda Holdings has withdrawn its commitment to renovate the iconic Rufaro Stadium to meet international national standards citing toxicity and a lack of cooperation from Harare City Council. Back in February, Council accepted a proposal by the energy giant for a long-term lease which would see which would have seen Rufaro Stadium refurbished into a world-class facility. But Harare City Council says the energy giant was seeking a parasitic deal. I have no idea what Sakunda is saying. What I understand is that uh, they wanted to get the stadium for 30 years for providing plastic chairs. And when we were in the middle of negotiating that surely a whole stadium cannot go uh, 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 just after someone donates plastic chairs, uh, they then went into a tantrum and threw the baby and the bathwater. What is clear to us is that uh, business people uh, for long had a parasitic parasitic uh, relationship with the city of Harare. People come into Harare with nothing. Harare makes them millionaires and when they want to be assisted, they then say when Harare needs assistance, they then say give us land and give us that. Years ago, some of these business people took huge tracts of land from Harare after donating bicycles, motorbikes and some sort of uh, 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 machinery and went on to claim huge pieces of, of land from the city. We, we cannot keep repeating uh, what used to happen in the yesteryears. If you want to assist the city as a corporate fine, but if you want to take from the city after assisting it, then surely we should discuss whatever assistance uh, that you need to provide in direct and clear terms. We have not put Rufaro Stadium for sale, and therefore anyone who wants to assist, who wants naming rights to the stadium, must enter into a contract of naming rights that is recognizable, like the ones we see everywhere in the world, not these ones where we end up losing the whole stadium simply because we asked someone to provide plastic uh, uh, chairs and 
to assist us. Harare Mayor Jacob Mafume speaking to the media there over this story that is currently unfolding. The uh, Barry, the details, uh, I think, for a lot of people who are not in the know, remain sketchy. Yeah. So we have to go back in order to move forward. Sure. Uh, and I guess the logical starting place would be for us to really uh, hold the mayor's feet to the fire, council's feet to the fire and Sakunda to the test. We have to go back to the background of this agreement and the background of Rufaro Stadium, the state it was in, the condition it was in, and the MOU, the Memorandum of Understanding that was signed between the two parties. And that's and that's a key founding document, isn't it? It's the, it's the MOU because mm. um, I think the, the, there's been a lot of talk inclusive of that uh, audio bit that you that you just played uh, from, from the mayor and in Ergo Council, uh, which speaks about uh, plastic seats and, and all sorts. Uh, the MOU didn't go that far and you and I have, have sort of tried to study the document uh, to have a look at what the story was number one it was silent on any sort of uh, tenure that was being sought by Sakunda it spoke about a feasibility study that would be conducted by Sakunda uh, to see whether Sakunda could go in uh, refurbish the stadium but also uh, uh, refurbish and give a facelift to uh, the all the environs around Rufaro Stadium in other words this was going to be a for the entire precinct around uh, uh, Rufaro Stadium and, and that was de- definitely referred to in the MOU uh, which was then going to be followed by a memorandum of agreement, an MOA which would then state the tenure of the agreement etc 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 so the MOU was merely about the feasibility study and walking towards uh, getting to the place whereby uh, they, they could then present to the council, this is what we want to do can we do it? And, and when we hear of course uh, a council speaking very I think I think uh, there's a, a certain level of playing to the gallery. Yep. Uh, there is an element of, you know, what, uh, saying things that obviously are going to, uh, you know, amuse and entertain people uh, on a social media. But when you take a look, Barry, and uh, you, you get into the nuts and the bolts mm. uh, of the MOU and what the intent was around Rufaro Stadium, you can't help but get the sense that, you know what, this may well turn out to be a big missed opportunity for Zimbabwe sport because this was more than just about Rufaro Stadium and Dynamo's Football Club. This was about the upgrading of a facility that was going to benefit Zimbabwe sport. Absolutely, and and uh, you know what? We've we uh, many of us, those who are interested, have seen images and videos of uh, the 3D impression yes. of what Rufaro the Stadium was going to be. Exactly what the regeneration project was going to look like, and I I am saddened by the fact that we we missed this opportunity. It wasn't just a case of, and it's easy. For us to, to say ah they were just going to put bucket seats no I, I it did not look like bucket seats to me it looked like Rafara Stadium was going to become a world class facility that could be used by other sports as well apart from just football but ultimately football was going to benefit and and, and very just from from the research that we have done I, I think you know when people talk about oh you know what plastic seats in Rafara Stadium mm. uh, we have it in good authority that you know what over two million dollars had been yes. sent had yes. been spent in just. Do- 
doing the feasibility study yes. around what was possible yes. uh, at Rofaro Stadium, the planning, yes. the architectural work, yeah. and all that background work that had been done. If someone is able to spend $2 million, Barry, they're not doing a Mickey Mouse project. They're serious. And <laughs> that, that, that project is about uplifting the community around it. And listen, while focusing on sport alone, just think about the fact that, uh, and again, like the MOU said, this was under the corporate social responsibility uh, uh, gambit of uh, Sakunda. So when you when you see that highlighted, you then think to yourself, okay, this was clearly a project that was going to be handed over either to the community or to Dynamo's Football Club or to another football club or to the Azifa as a whole. So this was going to be for the good of sport in general and and in truth the the, the missed opportunity almost brings one to tears in that Rufaro was going to get a serious uplift let's let's take our conversation because you know what uh, sometimes if we narrow our conversations and just be local uh, I think uh, people sometimes may fail to see the wood for the trees because we are such a polarized community uh, mm. so we tend to label people uh, yeah. we'll label uh, Sean and say Sean is Zanu PF and yeah. we'll label Barry and say Ba- Barry's triple C yeah. and will say that my car you know type of thing yeah. and then consequently everything then that we discuss or the way that we see it is really colored by those glasses by, yeah, because those we are lenses, so polarized yeah. uh, thing and if you take a look at the situation so let's go to the United Kingdom we all yeah. watch the Premier League sure. and we all know the famous stadiums that mm. we have your old Trafford's home of Manchester United uh, Anfield the home of Liverpool Highbury used to be the home of Arsenal oh, very famous old stadium Elan Road the home of uh, uh, Leeds United and you could rattle off a number of stadia within the United Kingdom and Scotland and even if you go into Spain you go into Italy the San Siro the Giuseppe Meazza Stadium which is home uh, the two, to the two Milan sides Inter and AC Milan the model there Barry has been that the councils in those cities have seen the benefit of partnering with private enterprises to develop the facilities and given those enterprises long-term leases in order for them not just to use the facilities Mm. but to regenerate the communes in which they are located. So when we talk about Liverpool right now and who are currently constructing uh, the one stand at mm. Liverpool mm. Uh, and have done uh, a reconstruction of the main stand and redeveloped uh, the sta- it hasn't just been the stadium they've also redeveloped the area around yeah. Anfield yeah, yeah. and the area around Stanley Park where it's located for sure and and uh, this was this was going to be no different uh, because it was also going to uplift the, the like we said the entire precinct was going to get a facelift uh, uh, all the flats and and all the areas around it also um, I, I understand that the the road net I think it was in the MOU was also going to get an uplift so yeah, because, that exact because model under normal circumstances Rufaro is just a nightmare to it, get to isn't it? Even uh, listen we, we played a cup final there uh, Golden Eagles against uh, Simba Bora and it was tough just to get to the stadium and so then ultimately po- pointless get building this world class facility that, <laughs> that no, no one can get to no one can access it'll, it'll be mad um, so everything around there was going to get an uplift as a result of what was happening with Rufaro Stadium and then don't forget that we don't have a homologated stadium for 
uh, CAF uh, uh, competition. That's that's for clubs. So, uh, for instance, just as an example to dramatize it, uh, FC Platinum playing in the Champions League, if that were to happen, they could actually Use play at Rafa Stadium. The Mighty Warriors. The Mighty Warriors. The Warriors. The Warriors. The Young Warriors. All of our teams. Junior teams, everything. So, it was going to be... Don't forget, rugby as well could use that facility uh, for uh, matches against the Blue Bulls or whatever the case may be. So this was this was a holistic uh, project that isn't that isn't alien to global best practice. Remember the case of West Ham and the City of London Stadium. Right, let's get into uh, the messages that are coming in. Uh, uh, you don't tell us who you are. You say, at what cost, guys? It's okay to talk about what Sakunda wants to do, but what is in it for them? We're not getting it from this discussion. Mm, yeah, and... and uh, uh What's in it for, 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 for Sakunda? Sakunda? As far as we understand, this was part of... In fact, the MOU states that this was part of the sponsorship of Dynamo's Football Club. Dynamo's actually initiated the conversation with the City Council. Uh, and so as a result, Sakunda was coming as sponsor and almost underwriter of the project that Dynamo's had proposed. Then Sakunda ran on ahead and uh, opted to then uh, pour in funds uh, into this project. The the outcome of it hadn't even been discussed because that was supposed to be contained in the memorandum of agreement. So at this stage, we don't even know what Sakunda wanted out of it. And of course, I think it's important to stress the fact that it was a Dynamo's project. Yes. So it, it was not Sakunda that initially proposed. This was an idea that was on the table. Yeah. Uh, and Sakunda, as club sponsor, saw the benefit for Dynamo's and the benefit for Zimbabwe Sport. And, and I think, you know what, it's inevitable, Barry, that we have to wade into political waters yeah, yeah. It, it, as far as this case is concerned. Mm. And that is, I think, where people begin to miss each other. Yeah, yeah. And that is where we begin to miss the wood for the trees because we are not looking at the, the merits and the demerits of the case of alone. The, of the project, We're also yeah. taking a look at who is it that is proposing. Yeah, and, and, and also, um, even, even when someone is proposing, let's say, find the MOU, feasibility, blah, blah, blah. At memorandum of agreement stage was the opportunity for the city council. You've got a relic that's sitting there that's, that's not giving you any value. In fact, it is just dilapidating. You've got somebody who wants to develop it for you. Get your best minds into the room and then negotiate hard with that particular... As far as I hear, there's no negotiation, there's no talk, there's no chatter happening between the two parties to try and find each other and, and get a deal that is win-win. Uh, so let's say, for instance, if Sakunda had suggested, uh, okay, we want 30 years. If the city council felt that 30 years was too long, then negotiate for 20. Don't kill the whole deal and then and then uh, 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 break down the opportunity for the community around Rufaro Stadium on the back of the fact that you disagree with 30 years. Let's and, say if that was the case. And, and they had started so well because uh, I think uh, there were actual uh, teams uh, from Sakunda as well as council, council yes. that had actually Actually, toured, yeah. sort of like toward South Africa. I think uh, they had gone to take a look at the venues that were used uh, for the 2010 World Cup, you know, uh, Soccer City, I think popularly known as the FNB Stadium uh, in uh, Soweto, Johannesburg. I think they'd gone to Moses Mabida uh, in Durban uh, and other, of course, uh, stadiums that were used in that World Cup just to, to, to get a sense familiarization, of, of yeah. a familiarization tour, of get a sense of what it takes to build facilities like that mm. and what it entails. So they look to be walking this 
this journey together <laughs> at some point yes. until it there was a down. misunderstanding, yeah. until communication broke down. hundred percent. And, and uh, in truth, my prayer is that they can find each other, especially after seeing those artist impressions of, of what Rufaro Stadium and every the environs were going to look like. I certainly hope that they can still find each other and still persist with this project because I think it's going to be good uh, for the entire community. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we want to hear from you because you are that community. Get in touch with us uh, with your thoughts and uh, your views. Uh, lots of messages are coming through uh, during the fan zone. We're going to try and read as many of them as we can. 0731-168-045. That's 0731-168-045. We are asking about Rufaro Stadium. Sakunda, as well as of course Harare City Council there seems to be a bit of an impasse there seems to be a breakdown in communication the Sakunda deal was it good for Zimbabwe football was it good for Dynamos, was it good for the community or does Harare City Council have every right to say you know what hang on we're going to press pause on this project because we don't have the information that we need and we need to get further clarity around the deal get in touch with us with your views there are Seven three one one six eight zero four five Twitter and Facebook at ZFM Sport. We've already given you a local sports news roundup. Now it's time to take you international with a trip around the world in sixty. Hi, my name's Ryan Kins, Sunshine Tour professional golfer, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. All right, we start in Italy where Rafael Nadal says he is going to die trying to return to the level of tennis uh, that saw him capture a record 22 Grand Slam singles titles after his hopes of a first ever ATP finals title and becoming year-end world number one were extinguished last night. Nadal fell 6-3, 6-4 to Canada's uh, Felix Auger-Aliassime uh, in Turin to follow up on defeat by Taylor Fritz on Sunday. In New Zealand, Hardik Pandya has asked his teammates to make the most of the limited overs series against New Zealand to cement their position in the side with two World Cups looming in the next two years. India rested regular skipper Rohit Sharma, a stalwart Virat Kohli and opener KL Rahul uh, for the New Zealand tour following a 10-wicket shellacking by England in the semi-finals of the T20 World Cup in Australia. Alright, we'll land in Ukraine. Boxing promoter Alexander Krasiak uh, says Alexander Usyk's uh, um, mandatory commitment uh, with IBF challenger Philip Hergoff uh, Hergovich uh, will have no bearing on a bout against Britain's Tyson Fury to unify the world heavyweight titles. Usyk retained his WBA, WBO, IBF and IBO heavyweight titles after a second consecutive win over Anthony Joshua in August and wants to add Fury's WBC crown to his collection early next year. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. This is your time to shine on ZFM Sports 0731168045. Tabani is coming, Barry. He says, Hansi, the Shakira benchmark, Hans, do you good Kwanza? Yes. Uh, because Shakira but what are the criticism though Barry that you know what that was a World Cup that was being played in Africa and we went to get a, a, a South American to do the official World Cup song for the World Cup that was played in Africa as if Africa has got no artists she's a cracking job though no 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 uh, what are your thoughts around that though 
Mate. <laughs> because for me, you know what? for me, it was a slight on the honor of African musicians. It was. It was. It, it, it burnt. Uh, it was a gut punch. That's for sure. Um, the thing is that Ia Shakira didn't, Eli, didn't let Eli. it. Lama Sabata. You're not, you're not going to resurrect Chimora. Uh, out of resurrected Chimora, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a bad What's his name? The, uh, your fella. Freddy Guala. No, no, no. Ooh, not Freddy Chico, Guala. Chico, 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 no, Guala. What's no. his name? Uh, we wear. Zonzanizi. No, no, no. No, 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 no. What's a big fat fella with a belly? What's his name? And a drop, uh, locks tied to the penny, top. Penny Penny. Penny Penny. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been something. You'd have had Penny Penny on there as well. I'd have had Penny Penny give us a number. <laughs> no, Shakira did a cracky job. You're she did a cracky job. Oh. And also sampled one of the classic African tracks uh, uh, by that Cameroonian group. All right. Anzi, Dimbari Angu Fanana Chelsea, Apana Chinobuda, Akudzing. Board. What are your thoughts, Barry, on uh, the carnage at Dynamos right now? Um, again, I think those are, are factional fights, uh, political fights. Um, it's no, it's no surprise that we had the suspension of Tundra Indiraya mid-season. Uh, there was news and murmuring about Isaiah Furuta fighting in his corner and getting him back on the job. Now he's fired. Isaiah Furuta falls on his sword. I think the, the the two events are linked. So I think these are factional fights. Let's see when the dust settles. Who's standing? All right, SJ's got in touch. Touch and he says uh, after the Pomona deal, uh, Harare City Council is under immense pressure to enter agreements that are sustainable and mutually beneficial. In that view, it's unfair for anyone to railroad council into accepting anything without proper due diligence. And and that is the hope, Barry, that mm. they can still find each other. It's, it's still get into negotiations yeah. and negotiate hard if they need to. Yeah, yeah. But surely this level of investment coming into sport, mm. coming into a stadium and a facility and into a whole precinct, yeah. surely we can't lose it. No, no, we can't lose it. And we haven't seen this sort of investment come into sport at any level so for it to come uh, uh, towards sport I think it would have been it would behoved council uh, for them to try and find a way to get this done and then let's also take note that they hadn't even got to agreement stage so there was no agreement in place there's a memorandum of understanding for which all the parties uh, uh, fulfilled their obligations they were heading towards agreement now. well Barry someone has weighed in on Twitter regards that MOU and uh, mm. they are actually saying uh, uh, and this is Regis Chawatama. Good evening, Reg. You say we must not read too much into the MOU because it's not legally binding. No, it is exactly. about the final terms in the MOA that is key and my suspicion is that positions may have shifted making one of the parties uncomfortable. Uh, so there, there we go. Yeah. And that, yeah. That, 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 that's what we're trying to stress, that they hadn't got to agreement state. The MOU was for us, le, le, it's Mike and I, Mike and Barry coming together and saying, Mike, let's pursue the opportunity to rebuild Rufaro. And then we decide, okay, to rebuild Rufaro, we need to go and visit South Africa. We need to hire engineers. We need to hire architects. And we do all of that. And then we come up with a final document and say, this is the final document of what it will look like. Are we in agreement to pursue this? Then we sign the agreement. The agreement hadn't 
hadn't even been signed. The terms hadn't even been discussed. It's the Kurdish rebel, Padi Zed. This message reads, he says, Hi guys, I think politics got the better of sport on this Rufaro Stadium issue. And that's unfortunate. Agreed. And it's very unfortunate because then uh, sport is the one that, that misses out on this golden opportunity to, to uplift uh, the level of sport in the in the country. A city of Harare could have put this to the residents to decide. No normal resident could have disapproved this project. Now that this deal is up in flames, what next for Rufaro? Do they have alternative deals on the table? And of course, uh, on a different radio station, the mayor was talking about they are still going to renovate Rufaro Stadium. But at what level? Yeah, that that is the question. Because if the mayor is coming through and, and, and saying that council's position is that uh, they're not going to enter into agreement to for the provision of plastic chairs, that's all they're seeing. They're seeing uh, plastic chairs being the only thing that is are required or, or bucket seats are the only things that are required at Rufaro Stadium. So I suspect that... Any uplift that uh, Rafa is going to get is going to be bucket seats. Hey guys, can't Sakunda build their own stadium instead? I think they can. Um, and that's a very good, fair and, and, and good suggestion. Um, wonder where, because most land in, the, in, the, in Narare belongs to the council. <laughs> right, of course, uh, Anzi, bring the two parties to the studio and let's uh, have an informed discussion. And that's something that we're going to endeavour to do. We're going, we're going to, to invite that, both parties so that they can come and speak on the issue. Yeah. And then we can hold their feet to the fire. Uh, and get the answers that a lot of you are asking for. Keep your message coming in 0731-168-045. That is the number. Twitter and Facebook at ZFM Sport. And guys, this year's World Cup theme songs, they could have done better even with Kanindo's song. This is coming from <laughs> Sangsi. <laughs> <laughs> a track, a Kanino track. My goodness, that would have been something. Uh, Davidson Shuva in Mutoka, he says, I like that song so much. Yeah. He enjoyed it. Vie. Exactly, 100%. We're, we're enjoying it as well. We think that's a better one of the two that we've played so far. We'll keep playing them until the World Cup kicks off and even as the World Cup is being played. Right, Hansi, if you separate the Rivara Stadium debacle from politics, then you are naive and all your arguments are empty. Fair enough. You reckon that's that why we have the it. very heart of it yeah. is politics. And that's why we haven't separated it from uh, politics because uh, sadly it's an opportunity missed uh, but it's just politics at play we, we believe. Alright, uh, okay let's get into our World Cup preview where we are talking of course of uh, the two groups that feature two heavyweights apiece. Uh, the likes of Spain, La Furia Roja Mannschaft, Germany are in the mix and of course we'll be taking a look at two teams that finished the last edition of the FIFA World Cup in the final four and that is the Red Devils not Manchester United but Belgium as well as Croatia Your, your hit mu- music station My station, your station It's everybody's station ZFM Stereo The Big Leagues the big teams, the big players, the beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Jogo Bonito, Tiki Taka, Toto Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play. On your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sport. 
All right, let's start with Group E, which consists of Japan, Germany, Costa Rica, and of course, as Mike has been pointing out, La Furia Roja, Spain. Now, they have renewed belief after two World Cup cycles served up more than their fair share of frustration, controversy, and disappointment, as Luis Enrique has got Spain back on track as they bid to bring back the glory years of 2008 to 2012. Though many are resisting the urge to bracket them among the main contenders, La Furia Roja are intent on lifting the trophy again and have have some very good reasons for setting their objectives so high. Chief among those reasons is a bright young talent called Pedri. All right, let's go to Costa Rica, who were surprised quarterfinalists at Brazil 2014 and present at Russia 2018. But Costa Rica looked down and out in the final stage of CONCACAF qualifying for Qatar. After finishing fourth in qualifying, Costa Rica booked a ticket to its third straight World Cup by defeating New Zealand in the Intercontinental playoff. Los Ticos, as they are called, arrive having lost only one match in 11 games in the year 2022. Their key player is the man in goal, Kayla Navas. Now let's uh, talk about Germany now heading into Qatar uh, with the same high expectations they have every time they have they take the pitch. Uh, although 2022 will be slightly different for the Germans this go-round. Uh, the Germans uh, feel they need to atone for their disappointing cycle in their last few major international tournaments. They finished at the bottom of their group in Russia 2018 and also failed to advance out of their group in the UEFA Nations League, suffering a 6-0 loss to Spain, the country's worst defeat since 1931. Uh, They have reason to be positive and that reason is that they've got a great young talent coming through their key player, Jamal Musiala. Right, let's wrap it up with a look at Japan that have made steady progress as one of Asia's footballing powerhouses in recent years and they will be hoping to hit new heights in Qatar. Yet, fan optimism surrounding the team's seamless qualification was somewhat dampened when the Samurai Blue landed in a very difficult group in the draw. Japan's main aim will be to get to the quarterfinals for the first time in their history. And the key player for them is former Liverpool player Takumi Minamino. (laughs) And Mike, um, I, I, I think fair enough to say that it's likely Spain and Germany will come out of this group. Spain have been playing some good stuff. Yeah, Spain have been playing some good stuff, but uh, I think the only questions around Spain will be uh, the number nine position, the central striking position where they have struggled for someone who will consistently score goals. You go back to their teams uh, and squads that dominated Europe and the world. That was, of course, a decade ago where they won the Euro 2008 tournament, won the World Cup in the year 2010 in South Africa, and then defending their Euro crown as well, winning it in the year uh, 2012 when they thumped Italy in that mm, final. Mm. Uh, what they had, Barry, were, uh, was a sure supply of goals. David Villa, Villa uh, yeah. in the central mm. striking position. Fernando Torres. Mm. Though that was the ilk of striker that led the line uh, for Brazil. And of course, there was the creativity uh, of Busquets, uh, of Xavi Hernandez, of Xavi Alonso, Iniesta, as well as Iniesta. So they had creativity, they had goals. This particular Spain side, La Furia Roja, they don't burn as hot as far as the goals are concerned. So they got the likes of Alvaro Morata. When he's good, he's good, but when he's bad, he's awful. Mm. They got the likes of Danny Omo. Yes, can chip in with goals, but is he the type of attacker that you can lean on to score in every game of a tournament? Because that's what you need to win a World Cup tournament. To get through the group stages and get through the knockout stages, you need a reliable goal scorer in the nine number nine position. Mm. And Spain, when you take a look at the options, they don't have 
the best in the world at the moment. So it's going to be a question of what decisions are made out of the dugout. And in that dugout, they've got Luis Enrique. We know what of his work at Barcelona. Of course, uh, having come through at uh, Roma and Celta Vigo, done very well at those club sides. This is, however, his first World Cup as a coach. And let's not forget his... he won the treble with Barca. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, uh, he won World the Cup. Treble. World yeah. Cup is different gravy, though. Uh, it's, it's your thoughts gravy, on that? But, well, but we've seen Spain in European qualification. We've seen uh, Spain in the Nations League. Uh, I thought in the games versus Portugal, and Portugal is not exactly the best side in the world, but they dominated that Portugal side mm, uh, for large phases of the game. So if you're able to look distinctly better than a side that, uh, like Portugal, that means you do have a chance mm. of making it in this tournament. You do have a chance of making a big impression. But I'll always go back, Barry, to goals win tournaments. Yes. It'll be the sides that can get a regular goal scorer going that are likely to make an impression. And people will carry on talking about, for example, we'll talk about England. And people will say, oh, England are not the greatest uh, team and they don't have talent. Mm. But if Harry Kane is firing if he fires, and Harry yeah. Kane is scoring goals, yeah. England will have a chance, a chance. of winning matches, sure. even matches where they're outclassed. So mm. for me, Barry, Spain have got to fix the goal scoring problem they will dominate possession they will build up play very nice they will transition uh, uh, you know in the typical Spanish way but whether they can get the goals that they deserve for their dominance and their mm. play is another thing altogether the interesting thing Barry that the goals conundrum is the same thing that's facing Germany Germany exactly Germany has the same challenge and uh, they wish they could have naturalized Robert Lewandowski if they had the, the, yeah. the foresight <laughs> to do so uh, because right Right now, Hansi Flick is struggling for goals. He, we know Hansi Flick's sides score goals, mm. but they scored goals on the back of Robert Lewandowski leading the line at Bayern Munich. Now they don't have that, and they now have to rely more on their wingers than they do their, their, their well, number well, nine. Well, Barry, they, they've got Timo Werner. He's out of the tournament. I yep. think he's one that they could have looked to. Uh, he's direct, and uh, perhaps with the creativity of Musiala, who you've mm. already talked up as one to watch. Kai Havertz? Uh, I think Muller is there. Mm. Kai Havertz, yes, will give you the odd goal. He'll create now and again but he's not the type of player I'll be looking to to get the 6-7 goals that can win you a tournament yes, yes. I don't think he's that so mm. uh, it's, it's, it's a tragedy because you go back classically German football has always produced some of the greatest strikers that we have ever known you go back to the likes of Rudi Vola uh, you know Jürgen Klinsmann yeah, yeah. Uh, you know Gerd Müller the bomber you know yeah. those guys and even in, in recent years the likes of Miroslav Klose of Oliver Bierhoff. Yeah. You know, they Jürgen seem to have, yeah. Yeah, Jürgen, they used to have an unending supply yeah. of gunmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys who could play up front. Mario Gomez as well, naturalized. Yeah. Yeah. They could score goals. You take a look at this uh, German side and you think, you know what? Where is that striker, that central striker that can occupy the center backs, that is can it? trouble the defenders, that can create a goal out of nothing, Barry? Is it, is it not a function and, and almost a legacy issues related to the former coach? Yogi Love. We know Joachim Love loved playing with a false nine. He didn't mind about having a, an out-and-out striker. And it worked for him. You saw him use even Miroslav Klose as a big part player when, when he worked but, with but, him. But, but, but then it would be a function of selection, wouldn't it? But even if you go back to the Bundesliga, mm. where is that number nine? Yeah, exactly. Where is he? Where is he playing? That illustrates my point that Yogi Love was so committed to uh, playing a false nine that it even affected the Bundesliga whereby German sides weren't concerned about breeding 
strikers, breeding number nines. They said they're never going to make a break into the national team because Yogi Love doesn't use them. Uh, so consequently, I think they've got themselves some pretty vicious legacy issues. Very briefly, Mike, I want to hear your thoughts on Japan. They are always good for a surprise. Yeah, they're good for a surprise. So I think uh, both uh, Germany uh, as well as Spain, uh, they'll be eyeing this. This is the game where they can't afford to let standards slip mm. uh, because you drop points in this game. You don't know what Japan is able to do versus yeah, yeah, Costa Rica. Yeah, yeah. You need to make sure that you beat Japan and beat Costa Rica so that at a bare minimum, you're finishing second in the group. For sure, and you know, you're coming in, out. In yeah. a group where you have two powerhouses like that, I don't think Qualify. it's anything to be sniffed at mm. to finish second. Yeah. I think the objective is to get out of the group. So Japan could be the spoilers. They could be the spoilers, but we still maintain out of Group E, likely it's going to be Germany and Spain that come out of there. Let's talk about Group F now uh, and uh, let's see what's contained in there. Qatar World Cup Wow Moment. That's going to be a feature that we'll have throughout the tournament. We'll have a World Cup wow moment. So when you're watching the games, when you're watching the tournament, make sure that you record and write down what you think is your wow moment for that particular week. And usually around about Thursday, sometimes Friday, we'll have our World Cup wow moment. And we want to hear yours. We'll give you ours, but it's not necessarily gospel. So look out for that feature when the World Cup begins. Mike, we're talking about Group F, uh, where we find the likes of Croatia, Morocco, Canada and of course the Red Devils you refer to Belgium now they've hit new heights uh, since Robbie Roberto Martinez Bobby <laughs> Martinez uh, took up the reins in August 2016 and harbor high hopes ahead of the World Cup the historic third place showing at the 2018 World Cup in Russia has only served to further wet Belgian appetites and, and indeed they love their chocolate that's for sure <laughs> and the Europeans have clear designs on lifting their maiden World Cup crown on Arabs Mike who would you say is the key man for uh, the, the Red Devils? It, it has to be Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> it has to be. Uh, I mean, a phenomenal player. We see him week in, week out. If you follow the English Premier League, uh, and uh, he's a wonderful, wonderful player. And I think uh, their hopes will once again hinge on his exploits, uh, whether he's able to create as well as score goals. Now, let's take a look at Canada. They're making their second ever World Cup finals appearance, following their first in 1986 in Mexico, and they are back on the biggest stage of them all and won't just be looking to make up the numbers in Group F as they go in search of creating more history. Reaching the semi-finals of the CONCACAF Gold Cup last year was an achievement in itself, but qualifying for the World Cup after finishing top of North American qualifying section ahead of the United States, Mexico, as well as Costa Rica, shows Canada should not be underestimated just yet. A key player for them is Bayern Munich wing-back Alfonso Davies. Now, part of the African charge is Morocco. Uh, they're in Group F as well. Now, they're gearing up for what will be their sixth World Cup with the appointment of Walid Regragui uh, as the Atlas Lions new coach uh, less than three months before the start of the tournament. A lot of questions remain unanswered. It would be a miss, however, not to mention the efforts of his predecessor, Vahid Halihodzic, uh, who guided the Atlas Lions to Qatar with the best qualifying record of any African team. Their key player 
Ashraf Hakimi. And now let's take a look at uh, the finalists from the previous edition beaten by France in that final in Russia. And we are talking about Croatia. They, of course, uh, has a generation of talented players who are primed for battle and intent on matching their superb showing in Russia, albeit with a different outcome this time round. After making it all the way through to the final four years ago, Zlatko Dalic's side will be keen to achieve something special on Arab soil. A key man for them will be Real Madrid midfield maestro Luka Modric. And Golden Boot winner. No, sorry, Ballon d'Or no, winner. Certainly not Ball- a Golden Boot winner. <laughs> Ballon d'Or winner. Put some respect on his name, Michael. <laughs> Ballon d'Or winner. Um, Belgium, Belgium looks balanced, looks strong, looks uh, um, a, a, a good fit for going all the way even to lift the trophy. So I'm going to ask you, where's the weakness? No, oh, Barry, uh, Belgium, I think uh, we always say that about them. We've said that about them for the last uh, three Agreed. or four tournaments. Agreed. Uh, and uh, they, they give me Dutch vibes. And, and I'll explain <laughs> what I mean. Because uh, you go back to sort of like your 90s uh, and your 2000s yep. uh, the Dutch always went into every tournament whether it was a World strong. Cup whether it was a Euro they were always strong they had phenomenal players Clarence Seidoff Edgar Davids uh, the likes of Rijkaard Hullet Van Basten mm. but they failed to get over the line as far as tournaments were concerned yeah. they had the lost out in the semi-finals they lost out in the quarter-finals they lost out in finals even because they just lacked that winning mentality Barry that sometimes you need to complement your talent and that's what I see with Belgium who are your fighters Mm, in yeah, that, uh, in yeah, that Belgium side yeah, where the chips are down yeah. and you need to grit it out. Yeah. When you're facing opposition that you are better than but are scrapping harder than you mm. and better than you, who are the fighters? There was, there was, who are the leaders? What's his name? The big hair guy. Not, not, uh, Alex Witzel. Yes, but Alex Witzel. He's, 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 he's won. He's won. He can't, he can't do it alone. And even now, he's he's almost being used uh, sparingly. Uh, he's, 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 not, he's not a certain to, starter. Let, let, let's be fair. He's in the twilight of his career. He is. Uh, he is. If you see his uh, performance output mm. uh, right now, I think it's it's petered off. It has. Uh, he's at Atletico Madrid. He was let go by Borussia Dortmund. Yeah. Uh, I think Diego Simeone tried playing him in a back three, mm. uh, you know, uh, to to almost play him as a sweeper, etc. Mm. He no longer has the legs, you know, the pace that's needed mm. uh, for you, especially if you play as a holding midfielder, to be able to provide cover mm-hmm. uh, for your fullbacks and for your centre-backs. And so that's a worry. A lot of these players in this golden generation for Belgium they're in the last chance alone yeah, yeah they are and and what you what you're implying therefore is you can't win a world cup or win any tournament in fact without any fighters uh, and, and you need those that are going to be able to scrap if I'm betting Barry I'm not putting money on Belgium to be fair uh, I like them I think I think they'll make an impression mm-hmm. they might get far in the tournament uh, yeah. semi-finals even mm-hmm. but to see them going all the way to hoisting the trophy yeah. above their heads I can't see it. What about Croatia? Croatia has always surprised getting to a final. They, 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 they seem like they're the business. Uh, yeah, they, they seem they're like they're the business. Uh, but again, it will have to be teamwork. And that's what we saw four years ago uh, in Russia. Yeah. It was not really about standout players. Yes, Luka Modric then got all the plaudits. And I think uh, as a result of the profile of the team he plays for and his profile as a player, he was the more, he was the well-known player yeah. uh, from, uh, from uh, Croatia. I thought even uh, Perisic had yeah. probably the 
best yeah, tournament. Yeah, huh? absolutely. So for side. me, they're going to have to play as a team in order to get far. But ultimately, when I take a look at the other sides in the tournament, your Brazils, mm. your Argentinas, France even, yeah. missing Pogba and Kante ETC. I think those sides have got better quality and more match winners in their ranks. But qualify from this group, I fancy Croatia, I think, will be one of the sides that will step out of this to group. To join Belgium. Yeah, to join Belgium. Uh, what about I think the Canada will be Afri- gay. African, and, and so African charge? Uh, African charge, yeah. Morocco? Be yeah, they, they, they've got talented players, Barry. Mm-hmm. But um, apart from Hakimi and, you know, one or two other individuals, do they Mac have the, mm-hmm. the, the world-class quality to win a tournament? Because tournaments have to be won. Yes. Tournaments you, have to be won. You have to win matches. You and, have to win and, matches. And how you win matches. The, here's my, my deal, and I want to just talk about Africa in general. My deal is that African football hasn't progressed to a point whereby it's fast enough to compete against the rest of the world. Uh, football has gotten almightily fast, almightily intense, and I don't think we've moved at the same pace as uh, international football. All right, let's go to our messages here briefly as we wrap up the show. Uh, and say, Zanze, I think Spain, Iago Aspas, or Gerard Moreno, for strike force, Apple, knowledge, Bafio, and that is so right. That's all right. That's because all right. those two yeah. do have goals in them. They do, and Iago Aspas is a very uncomfortable player to play against because he's got pace he, 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 he's he's uh, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? he's busy mm. so very difficult for defenders alright and I guys wanted to ask if supporting Portugal is a good idea your thoughts Barry in the, <laughs> no in the, in the words of Pumlan MC yes your thoughts ah <laughs> ah mate I, I, I listen if you love Portugal support Portugal by all means you, you should support the team that you want to support but I, I don't see them making a dent on this tournament uh, let's go to Nkulumane Kwabulawayo Douglas Saurombe hello my brothers I tip Brazil to win the 2022 World Cup and I see and I foresee an African nation making it to the quarterfinals can we bury you say Africa's been left behind as far as uh, you know certain facets of the game are concerned but yeah. do we have a side that's good enough to get to the quarterfinals we do we we, we uh, let me say we did uh, in Senegal uh, I think now if they can get Sadio Mane fit absolutely fit uh, they got a good chance for a quarterfinal berth uh, getting to the semis I can't see any of our sides getting there that, that'll be interesting and uh, if they had a better coach Ghana would also be there or thereabouts alright that's my best duo it's uh, Baba Tony and uh, Baba Tony in Greystone Park I'm so disappointed with Dynamos Tundara Indirai is a great coach and he loves Dimbala they should have given him more time and he goes to say Hansi your fan Tony is not feeling well oh little oh, Tony little Tony get well soon Tony get well buddy get well buddy we don't want you missing the opening match of the World no, Cup. No, you won't. You will get out of that bit and yeah. rock and roll. Absolutely. Well, uh, can we squeeze in one more message? Yes, we can. And that message says, correction, France won't progress past the group stage. I am... <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, I'm I, too shocked. I, I don't see France progressing past the round of 16. I, I, I can't see it. Wow. I'll tell you why. Uh, France is imploding not on the green grass. It's imploding with everything around it. What is and that's what, how it. What, what, what that's is how this it, mythical everything the, around it? The whole Mbappe scenario, the whole. It, there's too much talk about off-field issues pertaining to France, and for me, I think that that distracts focus, mm. and it's going to. That's look that's at 2010. Look at 2010. That's, but it's not that bad. Though. It's not that bad. It hasn't got there. Yeah, 2010. That's why they didn't get out of the group. But this time, they will get out of the group. But at the, range, uh, the round of 16, I think. Wow.
Wow, that's a brave call. Exit the room. Brave call. They won't defend, that's for sure. If if you're joining Barry and making that brave call, get in touch with us on Twitter. Let's have this conversation. At ZFM Sport is the handle you need to follow. At Barry Menandi, at Mike Madoda, at Chris Midzi, at Gazaman14 for (laughs) Alois Mungira, and at Sean Tafirinika. We'll be glad to talk Qatar 2022. We'll catch you tomorrow for our full show. It's a full hour tomorrow uh, and for the entire genera- uh, uh, duration of the World Cup. Uh, so don't miss the Thursday. It is still throwback Thursday, but the team will be here. May God richly bless you. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mundell, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.